Let us now go to New Hampshire, where Citizen Bacon is standing by. Hello, David Bacon. Hi, David Feldman. How are you today? Well, I won. I manipulated you. Well, I haven't left yet, you know, so it's snowing. It's a big storm. I mean, come on. Wait, when this when actually away. But, well, you, what, know, you were breaking up. up. I didn't hear what you said. What? Well, when you're talking to me, I haven't left yet. But when this airs for your viewers, then I will be on vacation. So to them, it will sound like you won because the show will air when I'm on vacation. But since it's actually right before... I don't know if you won. Well, on Friday's show, you abandoned my listeners. You said you weren't going to be available to us on no, our New Year's No, if you remember correctly, I said I would try to get some stuff over the weekend, which is what I did. Yeah, but you I were... Just kept, I kept my word. You were being cagey, and you cagey. were trying to manipulate me. No, that's not in my uh, that's not in my wheelhouse. I don't try to manip- manipulate people. Let me, let me explain how this show works, David Bacon, okay? Uh-oh, yes. People like you are dromedaries. You know what a dromedary is? I think that's one of the. I think that's one of the things that came and visited the Christ Child. Like a, a camel, right? Yeah. Well, it's just Christmas. Did, yeah. Didn't the dromedary come and bring the uh, the wise men and stuff? All right. Let's change it to a more secular reference. You're an ass. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> Okay. But again, the ass was also visiting the Christ child since that season. The three wise men were riding an ass. They could have been, yes, exactly. And, and yet, and yet, so many Christians are against sodomy. And yet, the. the <laughs> so, okay, you're like an ass. And, and I mean, uh, the, the, the kind of ass you use. The kind of ass you use, not in prison, but the kind of ass you ride. Right. And that's how I view anybody who does the David Feldman show. I ride you and I ride you and I ride you. And then when you fall to the ground from exhaustion, I find another ass. That's how we roll here. When I I had a job a long time ago, I worked on a wagon train, and there was a lot of asses and and horses and stuff. And the, it was the asses that really like the, it's what kept the the kids. It was troubled kids, and it was the taking care of those animals that kept those kids out of trouble. So if I'm an ass and can help keep kids out of trouble, I'm all for it. All right, I have a really bad cold. I'm right. really sick. So, so you know, if you want to waste your voice insulting me, that is up to I'm you. I'm not insulting you. I'm just explaining <laughs> the parameters of this relationship. You want oh, to take okay. Christmas Eve off and New Year's Eve uh-huh. off. I can just go to the phone book, look under B for bacon, and find a million citizen bacons who will do the stuff you're doing. I can replace yeah, you, know, you actually, in a New York There's a fabulous... There's a fabulous David Bacon who is a uh, reporter out uh, out west who who does a lot of stuff about like immigrants and stuff. He's he's maybe 20 years older than me, but boy, if you could get him, I, I would step aside in a second. Everybody, There's plenty can... of other David, even David Bacon's you could get. Well, that's the crazy part. That's it. You could even keep, keep the same name. So now but... you're you you're going to abandon not only the David Feldman show on New Year's Eve, but you're abandoning your family. You're abandoning your family on New Year's Eve. Tell tell the listeners what you're doing with an election approaching. Well, oh, I'm just I'm merely going. I'm, I'm merely leaving the country um, just for a few days to uh, celebrate the New Year's in Canada without your family. Oh, I'm going with a friend. Yeah, I don't have to. We don't have to do everything with our. Sometimes it's good to be away from people that you love and sometimes it's good to be together with people you love you don't have to do all the things all the time with everyone but new year's eve not to be with my listeners or your family what's a fake date there's no real it just because our calendar like that's made up it's not like you go outside like oh it's a new year i mean what's the jewish calendar at six thousand seven hundred and something what you know all right let us now fake let us now tell the listeners how I have yes. manipulated you and destroyed your vacation. Tell the listeners that you thought you were going to take some time off and go to Canada and get a vacation for me, your family, America. You thought you could relax in Canada, didn't you, in Montreal, kick back and chill. 
But I ruined that for you, didn't I? I manipulated you. Again, I haven't left yet. So. Yeah, but, but tell the listeners how insidious I am, like a virus. I get into your skin, and, and, I think, and I made you I feel you, insecure, and I ruined your vacation. Tell the audience what I've done. Oh, well, I mean, uh, you know... Uh, I'm just, uh, I participate in when I can, and it, I think like I can do something today, and I haven't left yet, so. But tell the know, audience what you're going to be I know, doing. I know. Tell the audience what you're going to be doing on your road trip up in Canada. Oh, well, of course, I might as well talk with some of the Canadians about uh, maybe their health care and maybe about our election, and that. I might as well do that while I'm there. You know, right. That sounds like a fun, you know. So yeah. you're, you're, so you're going to be working for the David Feldman Show while vacationing in Canada, you're going to be looking for the one Canadian who would prefer the American health care system over the Canadian. That's your mission. Yeah, that's going to be hard. Yeah, that's going to be tough. We are sending David Bacon to Canada. Well, he's going anyway, but I'm go- we're exploiting David Bacon's trip to Canada. And instead of his getting drunk, because weren't you going to tour breweries up in Canada? Well, we'll probably, I'm sure we'll hit some in Vermont, but because based on the weather, it's that depends on whether we not we leave today or we leave tomorrow, you know. Okay. But uh, it seems like it stopped snowing, so maybe we'll leave today. Yeah, we'll hit a couple breweries. So in, instead of relaxing in Montreal, you're going to hit the streets and find the one Canadian who prefers America's health care system over the Canadian. Oh, I think it'll system. be it's a it's a it's a great icebreaker to talk to people. That's perfectly cool, and I get to record it, so you know, yeah, that's, it's, that's all good. Yeah. But you don't resent me at all? What's the fun if you don't resent me? I think I think you get off on people like insulting you and stuff. So No, I'm having power. Not. I need to have power over another human being. Oh, well, I, maybe that's all that time in those writer rooms. I, maybe there's bad things that happen in there. I don't know. No. I'm a I, little, you know. No, no. I have no por- you. I have no portable skills, David Bacon. People who lack hmm. portable skills must rely on manipulating others to get their jollies. I have no discernible talent other than the ability to take a human being, find their vulnerability and their weakness, and then poke around in there and get them to be like a a marionette and dance for me. And that makes me feel like um, useful. Are you still there? Did you lose me? Did I lose you? Did you hear what I said? No, I'm saying I've sold a lot of marionette items in my time. So I have a lot of experience with that. So maybe it'll be harder to, uh, I bid against, what's his name? Uh, that magician guy on, uh, David Copperfield. Freaking A. David yes, I bid against him. I bid against him like last month on a, on an, on a lot of autographs, but he's a billionaire, so I can't compete with him. So right. I eventually had to stop bidding. But I, I don't feel, and then we'll move on, but just so you know. Mm-hmm. I have no self-worth unless I'm convinced that when you wake up in the morning, you're wondering which side of the ledger you're on with David Feldman. Am I on, oh, your, you know, you know, I am I on his good side or bad side today? And then I go, oh, good. How can I play with Bacon's emotions today? Otherwise, I, I have no. That, my life has no meaning. That bookkeeping thing with the two ledger part, I, that's why I'm not an accountant. So the ledger thing, I never wanted to deal with that stuff. So, okay. Yeah. I don't think about that at all, but, you know. They've discovered a new number in the mainstream media. It's number two, and I'm not oh, talking they about... They found, they found the number two, and I'm not talking about Tucker Carlson, who is a piece of number right. two. They have finally acknowledged in the past five days what we've been saying on this show for a year, and that is Bernie Sanders is going to get the nomination. He is, right. he is in second place nationally. We've been telling you that for weeks and suddenly people like David Axelrod and former Obama staff as are saying, Oh yes, uh, Bernie Sanders is somebody to contend with. Let's go over the numbers. Shall we? And then we'll find out what work you've been doing. Shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I always like to hear them. These are the latest real clear politics polling averages. We're going to, First look at the national polls, polls, Uh, Joe Biden, first place, 28.3%. Bernie Sanders, 18.9%. Elizabeth Warren, 
down to 15.3%. Pete Buttigieg down to 8.3%. Bloomberg, I think he's coming up, Bloomberg, 4.9%. Amy Klobuchar, 3.6%. Yang, 3.6%. So Bernie nationally is behind Biden by about nine points. But let's go into the the, the primaries. Let's look at on a granular level here. In Iowa, the real clear politics polling average shows Pete Buttigieg with 22%, Bernie Sanders with 20 Biden with 18%, Warren with 16%, Klobuchar, this is her backyard, Iowa, she only has 6.3%, Cory Booker, 2.8%. Supposedly, he has a great ground game in Iowa. He's only polling at 2.8%. Tom Steyer, your friend. I think we've heard enough from Tom Steyer on this show, 2.5%. Unless you have more with him. So far, no Tulsi showing up. In. We haven't actually done too much of Steyer because he's only he was only here for the filing in that one day. But, you know. Hang on, I gotta blow my nose. I'm gonna you, you sing a song. I'm gonna hit the. I have a cough button and a. Mm-hmm. No, I can blow my nose button. Hang on for one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bennett's the one who is. Did who, you hear me blow my nose? I did not. Hey, if I could blow my own nose, I'd never leave the house. <laughs> I, you can have that. I don't know what that means. For, can, what would I? What would I do with it? I don't know. You well, can have that. I job. can have it for what? I'm not a. I'm not a comedian. I don't have an and, do, and don't you forget that, David Big. I have to keep you in line because I'm getting way too many emails. I don't know how. I don't know how you're going to keep. I don't. Too many people are telling me you're the best part of the David Feldman show. So, well, I mean, I think you have to be the best part of the show. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And yeah. people well, they're are just used to you. But everybody's yeah. saying more bacon, less Feldman, which is anti-Semitic <laughs> in a way, isn't it? Yep. That's a, there's something more bacon, less Feldman. I could read between the lines. Uh, that's funny. I doubt that's the, the meaning. Though. Well, I don't know. You're yeah. you're a threat to me. You're, I don't don't feel that way. I feel threatened. I, I by I'm you. not. A, I'm not. I'm not in any way. I'm not trying to. I'm only trying to do this through your show. So no, why that no, 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 no. You are conspiring <laughs> with Martha Previtt, who does that Susan Collins impersonation that everybody loves. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think I'm naive? Oh, because she's up in Maine. Because I'm actually we're pretty close. Uh-huh. You don't think I far from them? You don't think I don't know what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and I probably could have seen them if I would have stayed at that birdie event in Portsmouth because they went to that one, but I left early. Okay, David Bacon. This is like Walmart. You know, at Walmart, the associates are not not allowed to talk to one another if they're seen on the surveillance yeah. camera talking to one another. Yes, they can be fired because this is true because they're afraid they're right. unionizing. I'm not making that up. No, I know. I know. I, I know about that. You know what I used to do is I used to go and put. Um, well, hang on for one to, second uh, before you tell wait, me. Let me that. interrupt one let second. Me, no, no. You, this is still my flyer. show. This is still my show. And you are not to talk to anybody else who works on no. the David Feldman show. Oh, I think I have another call. Hang on. You don't talk to Martha Previtt or Jim Earl. I know what's going on. I need to see yeah, your I emails. That's what John Stewart needed to do. I have, I have no contact information on the show, so I don't know how people people aren't getting contact with me. So you have nothing to worry about. John but Stewart to once to asked to see and, one of the writers' emails. Did you know? Go ahead. What? I used to go into WalMarts, and because oftentimes the bathrooms in the WalMarts, and you can also do this at Home Depots and stuff. They have the bathroom area with maybe a water fountain, and usually the break room is right in that area. So. I mean, you might be on camera, but you can kind of, if you have a little poster that says like, hey, join a union, whatever, you could just go in and like put it on their bulletin board and kind of pop it up there. Hey, That's kind of fun to do. let me hit the cough button. Hang on for one second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why don't we do that? Why don't well, we I have. Da- well, But let's get like posters that you can download on my website, giving information right. You print them right. out, and everybody who goes to Walmart should just post. Exactly. Oh, my God, what a great idea. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Okay, so anybody listening who wants to, well, okay, I have a cold. Yeah. And, I, and I'm feeling really threatened by David Bacon right now. So No I, reason to. But for the new year, either David Bacon or somebody who knows David Bacon has to 
draw some kind of poster that we can make available for a free download over at the David Feldman show that everybody should print out and post at a Walmart explaining their rights to unionize. Right. Right. And you, yeah, you can do it at all. I mean, you could do it at any place that, you know, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if McDonald's are probably not unionized. I don't know that offhand, but you know, you can, you can do that at any of those places. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's fun. Okay. Uh, in Iowa, Pete Buttigieg, 22%. He is the absolute worst human being on the planet. He, I'm, I'm not a fan of him. I, I would not go that far. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he has some, some evil. He's definitely got some evil, and he definitely just wants power. The, the difference between Buttigieg and Trump is Trump is a liar, but he's not lying to us. We know he's a liar. Buttigieg yeah. is deceiving us. I'd rather have a liar than somebody who deceives me. Bernie Sanders in second place, 20%. A lot of people now think Bernie can win Iowa. He's certainly winning the money money race. Nobody has more money than Bernie. Biden in third place, 18%. Elizabeth Warren in 16%. She bungled Medicare for all. That's why she's sinking. She right, thought exactly. she could outsmart the American electorate by saying, I'm not going to raise middle, I'm not going to raise taxes on the middle class. She was cagey. She made right. it a political issue as opposed to a moral one. That was the mistake that Elizabeth Warren made with Medicare for all. It's not a policy decision. It's not a political decision. It is a moral issue. Like we've right. been attacked. We'll figure out the rest later. Amy Klobuchar, 16, uh, 6.3%. I did this already. I went through Iowa. New Hampshire. Yeah, I don't right. know. Um, Bacon, you're, 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 you're throwing me. I'm throwing you off. Well. New Hampshire, 19% for Bernie. Buttigieg, 17.7% in New Hampshire. Joe Biden, 14.3%. Warren, backyard. New Hampshire, she's from Massachusetts, 13.3%. Tulsi Gabbard. Andrew Yang, 4.7%. Tom Steyer, 2.7%. So I have to say, you know, Steyer, you, in that last go-round with him, somebody said you're spending way too much time on television and only focusing on Iowa, New Hampshire, not nationally. But it does pay. I mean, he is registering at least in Iowa and New Hampshire. He's got about, you know, 2.5% in both primaries anyway yeah well you just spend money you know yeah. like bloomberg same thing i think bloomberg the other day or the paper said like he's already spent a hundred million dollars maybe something insane you know bloomberg bad I guy guess. he's a republican he was for the invasion yeah. of iraq he perpetuated the myth that iraq was behind 9-11 he's a lifelong republican and suddenly he's a democrat and he's only, he, I mean, he only got in because Elizabeth and Bernie were doing so well, and he's totally against that. And, and both of those uh, people would take a lot of money from his uh, yeah. uh, wealth. Uh, wealth. Yeah. So. Well, if, and then what, we're going to get to your clips. If, sure. if Bloomberg runs as a Democrat, loses and endorses Bernie, then, then he's welcome All to good. the fold. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. All good. Let, let us now go. To uh, David Bacon's clip number one, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. A lot of people pissed off at us. A lot of people pissed off. Oh, why? They say we were trivializing Tulsi, that, that we didn't serve in the military, that she is on the side of the soldiers, and she wants to end all unnecessary right. wars. And I, that- I think I present all of the candidates in a fair light. I don't think I... but. You know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people take it another way. I try to be fair and 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 let everyone have their say. And you know, but uh-huh. oh, you I know. didn't hit the button for blowing my nose. How come you don't <laughs> yeah. have this cold? Um, I don't know, but I was I had one a member earlier, like a few weeks before you. So, but and you also traveled. You got it right after you came back from uh, L.A. So. You were you you were you know you came back from that warm climate you came to the cold and you were on that airplane with that closed and crappy air so you probably got it on the plane or God knows what you were doing out in California so there's a couple options so you know now you're back in the East Coast and it's all crappy weather so probably from something in there okay what is clip number one okay so clip number one is going to be this guy <clears throat> excuse me this guy Nick Barbarian 
who is a, he's covered in tattoos. He's got a bald head with one of those spider web tattoos on the head. And at the early, at the event. Now, Barbarian. Barbarian, is that an Armenian name? Well, I don't know that it's his original name. He's a, he's apparently the lead singer in, in a band with the same name, Nick Barbarian. And ah, okay. It's very interesting because it's like, it's almost like, um, it's like you'd think it would be like hardcore, like kind of music from that name, Nick Barbarian. But it's almost more like, it's called like hate folk or something. It's very, very bizarre. Okay. I, I listened to this song, Maggots in My Soul, on YouTube. It, almost good. Uh, very interesting. Anyway, so so he's a super noticeable guy. I've seen him a couple times. At that last Tulsi event, when Tulsi couldn't make it and was live streaming, when she when Dak asked his question, who is um, Dak? Who is Dak? Dak Dak was the guy who um, he's the guy with the blog who asks about Julian Assange all the time. Right, right. And we right. had he, I had him interview whatever, and he, then, so when he was asked when he was asking Tulsi the question or after since. Dak was sitting next to this barbarian guy. She called out the barbarian dude and was like, "Oh, it was glad to I was glad to see you on CNN or in CNN or mm-hmm. whatever it was, something like that." So I then saw him at this, at this next event and was like, "Oh, I got to figure out what that was about. Is he a reporter or a blogger or something?" And that's not the case. And he'll give a short story about what it is. It's just an interesting, you know, okay, just a little is... thing about the supporter. Here we go. Clip number one. Sure. I'll get it right after. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll bring it over. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, this is David Bacon with the David Feldman Show. I'm at a Tulsi event down in Hudson. It's a couple day, a few days after Christmas, and uh, I'm seeing a gentleman I saw the other day, and uh, Tulsi called him out um, at the event where she couldn't make it, and she did the uh, live streaming thing. Um, hey, so what was your name? Uh, my name is Nick Barbarian. Oh, that's a good one. And you, yeah, you, you kind of uh, have that barbarianish, you know, kind of look. Yeah, I guess so. So you were, so she called you out because um, you had said you had said something, or there was some CNN involved, or something like that. Yeah, somebody from CNN was talking to me and some of my friends, and. Uh, she, and he asked you a question or how to describe or why you were a fan of hers or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he asked uh, asked us what about Tulsi it was that we liked and everyone was saying uh, pretty much all the typical stuff you hear about Tulsi like you know ending wars and right 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 you know everything like that right so, and then she, she she's she's unifying people with yeah, the different sides of the exactly, parties and stuff like that exactly. yeah, 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 so right. of course I love all that too but right. you know you don't want to hear that 25 times so right gave him another reason which is uh I told him uh, she epitomizes the warrior goddess archetype in my subconscious mind. <laughs> That's a really good one. I like that. So, I believe that, but I don't think they printed that part. But. Right, 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 right. Well, I'm at least recording it. <laughs> cool, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what was it that first attracted you to uh, Tulsi and her campaign? Honestly, first, I saw her on a billboard, and I just wanted to oh, know right. who that was. Right, right. So that took me on the Internet, and then I went down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos, and I was like, wow, this is actually she impressed you. She a wasn't candidate your typical... that I agree with. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not into politics, never have been. I'm almost 40. I've never voted. Oh, wow. And uh, this was the first person that really lit a fire for me. So Nice. Wow. And uh, I think... This is probably my eighth or ninth time seeing her. Right, after right. After that. Right. So. Yeah, well, I, I, you do stand out, so I have noticed you maybe at three, or I think I've seen you at three or three or four, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, a, she's certainly definitely an interesting candidate, and I love to, I, it's nice to see she's got a good crowd tonight, you know? I oh, think yeah. She, she might have a little bump and stuff, she might be, she might be growing a little bit. I also yeah. saw all those billboards, and it was like, wow, that's such a smart uh, way to do it, rather than spend all your money, like, in one, like, ad or two, boom, you put up the billboards you get a lot more exposure with all the cars driving through i think it's such a smart idea yeah definitely worked on me exactly yeah and almost every time i'm at one of these events someone will say the same thing like oh i saw the billboard and then i looked her up and then i mean it's really a a good thing yeah definitely a smart move yeah awesome well we'll hear tulsi soon so uh i'll let you go thank you so much for your time yeah thank you oh that's interesting yeah, I thought it was really fascinating once he said, like, he's never voted before. Yeah, you know? you know what's interesting about that? When he said he's never voted before, people who are in the Beltway dismiss somebody like Barbarian. Well, he's never voted before. He's right. an idiot. He's you know, That's who Tulsi's bringing into the fold. Well, that's exactly who you need to be bringing to the fold, <laughs> the, the 100 right. million people who don't vote. Exactly, exactly. Uh, kind of yeah. interesting, I, again... 
because of the way I've been shaped by my friends, I'm Tulsi resistant. I've yeah. kind of, I don't know, inoculated against her seductress charms. But, <laughs> but, and that's sexist to say that. But I also think, sure, sure, sure. you know, there is some, you know, t- the way he talks about the billboard, there's something a little suspicious well, about that. Well, without a doubt, when I am at these events and I do end up talking to people, it's often, like, even if it's a couple, it'll be the male who saw the, you know, saw the billboard and then looked her up because, like, you know, she is attractive and you do see her picture, like, huge on the billboards. And it's always these dudes who are like, yeah, I saw her picture. Oh, who's that? You know, there's clearly a little bit of that going on. Although some Um, people are saying that when she trends on Google, it's Russian bots who are making her trend, not... Horny you know, they, teenagers. they they made a one of the people at that at this event, the, the one that we're playing the tape from. Someone made a comment. Something was, I think it was one because her, her, she has a huge volunteer network. Like almost everyone who is working for her is like a volunteer. There's a, it's a very small like people who must be paid or something. But anyway, I think it was one of the volunteers who was like talking about how much he enjoys just always being on social media and always being on stuff and then making comments to. Um, you know, things that like come up and certainly I noticed, you know, when I did post, when I was, cause I haven't been posting anything to my YouTube page, but when I did that a little bit, the Tulsi things I put up got comments pretty fast Yeah, and yes, it could, it could be bots and stuff, but just hearing that one guy mentioned him doing that and suggesting doing that, like, oh, that often could be some real people, you know, who are attending the airwaves. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Let's go to clip number two. What do you have for us? Are you alive? Recognized from. Are you alive? Did you die? What do you mean? You didn't say anything. Yeah. I said Hello? clip number two. What do you have for us? Yeah. You're breaking up. All good. You're breaking okay. up. Okay. Um, well, we have bad weather here. It's snowing. You know, it's there's no. I can't see the sun. I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah, but it's always somebody else's fault, not yours, David Bacon. It's patho- It's pathological. Oh, yeah, is- You're incapable oh. of just saying. It's my fault. It's oh, the weather. Well, every time, Go ahead. Well, when it's my other phone and it's, you know, you, you complain about the breathing, I always uh, say, yeah. I, There's I, always I, an I excuse. Always an excuse no. with David Bacon. Go ahead. Okay, David, clip yeah. number two. I have to, okay. I'm very threatened by you. If I don't. Well, don't, you need to let go of that. No, I, I need no to threat. keep, no, no, no. I need to keep you off kilter. You might want to try a new technique, though, because if you've always tried that technique, maybe it hasn't gotten you where you want to be. So maybe you have to, you know, try a new thing. What support people? Support the people who do volunteer work for my show and show gratitude. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I, I, I would, you know, doesn't uh, doesn't uh, with the other show that you do, um, um, uh, on safe and speed, doesn't he? Doesn't Ralph he, Nader. He supports you. Guys. Yeah, doesn't he support you guys? Yeah, he leads yeah, from imagine. behind and supports and encourages and gives you wings right. for flight and is secure yeah. enough about his own intellect right. that you can yeah, go you off and succeed. And right. he's almost proud of us. I would recommend following his way of doing But that's, I don't want to, so you're saying steal his method. No, I, no, no. I, I lead from behind, but with a bullwhip. Well, and then I'm not even going to make the maple park joke there. Um, yes. Sure. Okay. Okay. Clip number so, two. So, we, let's keep so it this, moving, Bacon. This is this is the problem with you. God. Always a problem. Yeah, I know it's terrible. That's why you keep calling. Anyway, so uh, this guy. What? This is this is a. What did you say? Someone, were you, did you wait a second? Huh? Did did you, were you disrespectful to me? I can't imagine that. Okay. The case. We'll have to replay the tape. Okay. Um. So this is going to be another person I, I recognized from an earlier Tulsi event. So this is going to be the person who was the MC at the event that she didn't show up at. And his name is Eric Jackman. I did not realize this till I got home and Googled him. So I don't have any of this, but I will see him again at a Tulsi event. He apparently is a Donald Trump impersonator. Oh, okay. I had no, I had no, I had no idea. So he doesn't do any of that. So that's going to be too bad. So, so Pete Buttigieg it, was unavailable. So we got a different Donald Trump impersonator. Yeah, nice. Okay. So, 
So this is going to be <clears throat> his his uh, interview is going to be divided into two parts because you like to do that to me. So I figured I might as well do that to my guest. Okay. But no, they, they started the um, the, um, the the pledge allegiance came on, so we I stopped interviewing him, and then the event started, and so I just came back to him later. So this is only going to be part one um, of me interviewing uh, Eric. So you stopped Kessler. taping when the pledge allegiance came on. I did, and I thought I—I I, I kind of wish I had the Pledge of Allegiance in there now, but I—I I did. I stopped the tape. Because yeah. why? Because actually, because Eric said, "Oh, the Pledge of Allegiance is on. We should not do this. We shouldn't do this interview right now." So, out of respect or disrespect for the country? I believe Eric was doing that out of respect. Oh. Okay. Now, again, because this segment is going really well and I'm being threatened by you, I have to dress you down in public. Okay. Okay. A lot of guests on my show try to seem smarter than they are by using obscure nomenclature to intimidate us into thinking they know more than we do. And that doesn't fly on the David Feldman show. Okay. I totally try not to do that. Well, you, you, I know you you think you try not to do it, but you're a show-off. And you refer to I, this guy. What, what well, did I use? You, you, you refer to him as an MC. Oh, an, an MC? Yes. Now, my <laughs> listeners. Master of ceremonies. Thank you. Let's did speak. I... <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. Hang on. <laughs> Uh, I told you not to make me laugh, Bacon. No, I don't think that was a laugh. Okay, no, it's... We don't try to intimidate the audience by using obscure terms like MC. We speak MC. simple English. <laughs> <laughs> we say... Well, it's good there was no disc jockeys at the event. Or I would have said DJ. Yeah, then, we, we don't... Hang on, I had to hit the cough button. Hang on. I am so sick. Well, that's why the listeners love that this is the time you've chosen to really uh, lay it all out on the line. Uh, all right. So this is, what What clip is this? So this is clip two. This is oh, the I'm first, sorry. This is what? Part. I'm sorry. Clipping. I, huh? I, I, it's a clipping, not a clip. We speak in plain oh. English. All right. So... Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Clipping number three. No, we're only on two, though. Oh, this you is two? Try to, try to get me. You should at least. Is get this the still. We're right. only on clipping number two? Yeah, I don't like clipping. I think clip is better. But... No, no, we, we don't use shorthand. <laughs> okay. All right. Number two. Number, number two. Yeah, this is David Bacon with the David Feldman Show. I'm again at the Tulsi event in Hudson, I think it was, a couple days after Christmas. And I saw a gentleman who introduced her at the uh, last event I was at. So I came over to uh, see what he's doing. Uh, what was your name again? Um, Eric Jackman. Yeah, and what did you call yourself? Uh, Tulsi's New Hampshire Cultural Attaché. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. How did you um, How did you get involved with her campaign? Um, so I went to one of her, uh, an event before she was running last December, a year ago. Oh. And she was thinking about it. And um, I was really impressed with what she said, and I had some one-on-one -on -one time with her, and I said, Tulsi, if you run for president, I'll do everything I can to help you. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of the people who seem to be the big, strong volunteers, at least in New Hampshire that I've seen, say kind of the same thing. Like, they just were like, I'm all in. I will help however I can. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, it's a very passionate, um, people-driven campaign, obviously. You know, we're, we're not uh, the multi-millions that some of these campaigns right, have, right. but it's truly a group of passionate people who are fed up with the way things are, me being one of them. Right. And seeing Tulsi as a transformational figure and um, someone who can really unite our country. Right. And I don't, if, I, if you don't have to answer this, obviously, but are you a Democrat or a Republican? Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, we have to pause. Was she about to putt? Your voice sounded... No, they, it looked like you they, were on the ninth hole. Looked like. Um, it sounded... Oh, 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 ow. I'm really well, sick. I need, to take, I need to take a pill or something. Well, maybe you saved some of those... Um, uh, oh, I can't remember what we joked about when you had the cat. No, but anyway. <sighs> I don't feel yeah, well. So, yeah, I'm sorry. But I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose this show. I feel it. They're going to fire me, 
and give this to David Bacon. I know this. I'm go ahead. What? I'm going to lose my own podcast to David Bacon. I don't even know. I don't even know what I was saying. People like you so much better than me. No, they do. They do. I get so many emails telling me how great you are, and I don't feel well. And well, uh, the 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 well. I mean, maybe that's maybe you know. You keep thinking that I'm trying to do something. Maybe, maybe I am, and I don't even realize it. Yeah. By not having people contact me, then they send all the emails to you because you wouldn't normally get that from your other guests because everyone gives out all their stuff and then they get to see how people react. So, well, you know, but it's all about Steve. Have I you ever can... seen the Betty Davis movie All About Eve? This is all about Steve. If your name were Steve, I, <laughs> I don't believe I've seen All About Eve. With the Betty Davis. Okay. But, yeah. Well, um, it would have been a great. Yeah, so, re- can you? Let me just ask you a question as a favor. Could you go down to City Hall and change your first name to Steve Bacon? <laughs> so this all about Steve reference would really fly. Do you have time to do that? It seems like a lot of work for that one, and that wasn't that great. So, okay. and when are we going to use it again? I mean, I don't know. We would have had to do it ahead of time. Sometimes I like to retrofit a joke. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. I guess. Clip number I mean, all, three. That's a, oh, it's almost like a uh, a reference I would hear from, um, oh, uh, Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Okay. The old movie reference. Okay. I don't feel well. I'm sorry. And, and I you think keep, you, I'm sick. You, you're trying to make me not feel well in a different way, I okay. guess. Maybe right. you're trying to bring me to that level. Clip number three. What is clip number okay. three? So clip number three is going to be Tulsi... Answering questions, Tulsi did not do a gaggle, so the only thing I have is her speech, and then I had the questions that the audience... And she did take a lot of questions, and she did have a good crowd. So this is a gentleman who is going to ask Tulsi specifically about her vote about the um, um, impeachment. And I thought that would be use that one because that's what we had a bunch of stuff about that last time. And I want you to... If you listen really closely to her first answer... He's going to ask super specific, and she's going to answer. Listen to the way she answers, the what word she uses, and how she uses it. And then she's going to talk for a long while. Then he's going to try to be like, okay, let me understand it. Okay, and remind our listeners how she voted. Well, she voted present on both articles articles of impeachment, yes. She didn't vote yes. She didn't vote no. She just voted present. Right, and she says she's making a state, and she also will answer. I mean, in a second, what she did. She's making. Uh, a, she did that because she wanted to make a statement and not make a statement. Yeah, right. That's okay. So, Here we go. Clip number three. Clipping. Three. Clipping. Yeah. Number three. Yeah, that's, I don't like that at all. Well, okay, because you like to make. You're like a Harvard technocrat. You I like to smoke. Like you, 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 you throw smoke and mirrors and dust in everybody's eyes, so we think you're smarter than you actually are by using terms like clip and MC. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to do. We're you know, I hated. We're I totally hated in, uh, in, in in you know I I did major in philosophy and God it was the worst thing because you would read philosophers and they're just you're just like you're using such hard words to make this so impenetrable for people. Yes. You know, what, yes. Freaking stop it! It, yes. it was insane. Yes. I hated that. Yes. I hated it. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Clip number. So I know what you're talking about. I hate it. Clip number also. three. Clip number three. I want to ask a serious question related to your vote on impeachment that took place recently because, as most people in the room know, you had a very unique vote. You didn't toe the party line. You voted present on both articles of impeachment. And the question I have for you is if there was incontrovertible evidence of a high crime or misdemeanor, would you voted? Would you have voted yes on those articles of impeachment? Yeah. Uh, this is this is part of the the problem, though, is that throughout this process, um, it was and continues to be extremely partisan, and this is something that the founders warned against in the Federalist Papers that that the process they feared that the process would result in a conclusion that was based on the strength of one party over another rather than an objective assessment of innocence or guilt, and that such an outcome would only further divide uh, our country. This is why I voted present to take a stand for our country, to take a stand for the people, 
uh, and that we can and should defeat Donald Trump for his multiple wrongdoings and abuses of power and defeat him and throw him out of office there so that we can come together as a country and move forward together. Uh, it's also why I introduced a censure resolution that listed many other areas that were not included in any impeachment articles or even discussed throughout that whole process of decisions that Donald Trump has made that were clearly unconstitutional and illegal, taking military action, dropping bombs in another country without congressional approval, uh, vetoing a war powers resolution from Congress to stop supporting Saudi Arabia's genocide in Yemen. Uh, there are, are many other areas that I think should have been discussed, but weren't. And given the reality of the situation, I do not want to see Donald Trump further emboldened and uh, strengthened as he, as he will be, as the Senate will exonerate Trump. They will proclaim his innocence, and, and he'll then take that message across the country. And unfortunately, we're likely to see his support grow as a result of that. Just a quick follow-up. So by the absence of your yes vote, does that mean you believe there was not any incontrovertible evidence? I'm saying that the process was flawed. The entire process was flawed, which is why I could not in good conscience vote mm -hmm. either yes or Highly no. suspect. That's Trump a highly suspect statement. Trump has many yeah. acts of wrongdoing that I believe have made our country less safe and not serve the interests of the American people. It's why I'm so committed to defeating him and, and working to earn the support of Americans across the country so that we can remove him from office in November of 2020. But none rising to the high crime or misdemeanor level. The, the problem is with the process. That's the issue. And if the process itself is flawed, then, then we aren't really able to have a clear look at what levels and what has he done and what should have and could have been uh, included. And that was why I chose to take the vote that I did. Well, why didn't somebody ask, uh, if, give me an example of how the process was flawed. Right. Yeah, yeah. The process was not flawed. I mean, I have a lot of quarrels with Nancy Pelosi, but the, it was very specific. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two articles. Right. That That's... I don't know, folks. I know I have a lot of listeners who want Tulsi Gabbard to either run for you know president on a third party or get the nomination or be Bernie's vice president. Right. Uh, look, I'll move on because we're almost out of time and we have three more clips. Uh, Hillary lost because she was a horrible candidate. She didn't campaign in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, all that stuff, you know. Bernie should have gotten the nomination. He would have beaten Trump, blah, blah, yep. blah. But Trump is a disgrace. The, the call to Zelensky is impeachable, and he should be right. removed from office. He held up close to $400 million in aid, military aid, to Ukraine to destroy his putative opponent, Joe Biden. It's... You got to get rid of the guy, and there was nothing that the the impeachment hearings were unimpeachable. They were perfect. They did a perfect job. She's there's something something ain't right with Tulsi. That answer is not correct. Well, she's just playing. She's just playing both sides. She just yes. you know she wants okay. to get yeah great job, man. Everyone, great great Good. job. Really great, Good. really great. All right, what's clip number four? So clip number four is going to be the rest of this. I'm going to go back and talk with that Eric Jackman again. Um, and I'm going to then specifically ask him what he thought of her vote. Yeah. And, and remind me I'm who gonna, he is again. Who is Eric Jackman? He, he was the, he was the person who was the MC for, Oh, I'm sorry. The master of ceremonies. Right. For, um, uh, for, um, so you think you're thinking of the Academy Awards. That's Hugh Jackman. No, no, no. This is an Eric Jackman. Um, and apparently he's a Trump impersonator if you look him up so if i see him again i will see if i can get him to do any trump for us that would be great okay. but i didn't know didn't know it at the time okay and 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 when he's not impersonating trump he does what oh i don't know he ran he ran for office here i, I don't think he won so people knew okay. him as a political person and now he's he's just helping tulsi out okay we have degree. two more clips after this so we have to speed through this yes 
but clip five is super short. All right, so we're just going to start up again. So, okay, I think you were talking about why you like Tulsi so much. And I, I know at least today you said you followed her around or you were with her today. Yeah, I did. So we call it B2B, business to business, and we just go and send someone out ahead to ask can presidential candidate come through here and say hi right check out your business grab a cup of tea or a cup of coffee right and uh chat with people Talk who with are here yeah right, right right and majority of businesses are like absolutely yeah that, of course that would be fine and um you know the campaign comes in and we get a video or picture of their business and tag it and it's you know it's good for sure, it's local business and um yeah, it's really taking her message right to the straight to the voters. Right, and is that kind of her plan? I guess maybe in New Hampshire because she seems to do usually like one event, maybe a day at, in the evening, mm-hmm. and then so she's spending her days going around and doing that. Yeah, kind of thing. so I, I uh, brought her through Peterborough, where I live, a couple weeks ago, and we did business to business. We went to about a dozen local businesses and just chatted with the small business owners, what's on their mind, what issues are they facing, and then we say, hey, she's speaking at a town hall tonight or a house party in the area. Right, right, Even the right. info we love you to come out like that gentleman at least that she called out who came from exactly. the coffee house probably right down the street yeah exactly, exactly. yeah yep. it's a good it's way real grassroots that's the new hampshire way if you do it it's putting yourself in front of the voters saying ask me a question right, what's right. on your mind what are you concerned about right yeah she took a lot of questions tonight which yeah. is, it's always good to see the candidates take real live questions from mm-hmm. people that they have no idea what they're going to say right I, I have so much more respect for the it's, candidates who do it's that not a scripted thing right exactly exactly yeah. and she and she did she did good with that what, yeah. what is what what did you think of her vote on the on the uh, uh impeachment thing the two present uh yeah so i mean obviously because i'm a pretty visible uh, big-time supporter right. of hers in the state a lot of people were like what the hell jack but yeah, they yeah, came yeah. at me they're like did you know she was going to do that. Why do you know? How do you feel about it? I right. said, give me a day. Right, right, right. Give me a day to hear what Tulsi says about it. Sure. I want to see how all the other members voted on it and hear why, how they voted and why they voted that way. Right. And uh, after sitting on it for 24 hours and thinking and processing um, her vote, I, I'm with her on it. I, I, I can understand why she voted the way she did because. Um, it, it, it to me it turned into a toxic political charade, uh-huh. and it, it's a, it's a device. Impeachment's a very divisive thing, and it's a very serious thing. Sure. And and when making that decision, whether you're a member of Congress or American voter, um, you need to have all information available to you, and you need to be making your decision not based on pressure from a party or from the media or the political winds, but yeah. from your own intelligence Stand gathering, on. your own research, and how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. And Tulsi's in a unique position. She's running for president. She's, uh, you know, obviously um, gone against the grain of her own party, right. which your mainstream mainline Democrats will criticize her no matter what. Sure, sure. Well, you, they criticize her for going on Fox, but where oh, else are you going to talk to those people? That's exactly her point. How are you going to reach the other side of the aisle or people you might agree with 50 40% of the things, but 60% we don't agree on? you got to go to them. Right. Go right. talk to them like a human being. Right. And that's what appeals to me so much about her um, is she, she treats others with respect and doesn't talk down to people. Yeah. And we need more of that. Yeah. So I'm with her on her present vote. I right. think it took some guts, and she knew she was going to get fire from all sides. Sure, sure, sure. She knew it wasn't going to be a popular thing. It wasn't going to be the safe and easy thing. Right. And, and she did it, and she's explained her reasoning why she did it. And, um, and I, I, I trust her, her foresight and, and her wisdom. I know that she's looking ahead. Mm-hmm. She's, Tulsi's considering many things when she does something like that. Sure, so she's, sure, she's sure. thought deeply about it and done her homework and didn't arrive at that decision lightly. Right. I thought that the that high school kid, I think his name was Mason, at that uh, um, event in Manchester where you were the MC. Mm-hmm. he asked her about the vote. And it might have even been the first person to ask her about it because she was doing that live stream. And I thought yeah. it was interesting how he parsed between the two and was like, ooh, yeah, I understand how you might not agree with the first one and could vote right. the president there, but thought, ooh, maybe you should have really voted uh, in, to impeach on that right. second one because yeah, he clearly obstructed it. But I guess her rationale is, hey, it's it's still it's a flawed system, and I mean that's what she's talking about. Flawed system, today. a highly politically charged environment, and what's not to say Democrats get back the White House, the Republicans get control of the House next time and do this it's the same in three in four years. Right, 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 right. It's the same. And it just starts a cycle of we don't like the president, right. we don't accept the results. We're going to impeach him, right? Just like when when the when the con- or uh, Congress or House did that nuclear option, like okay, we'll get rid of the thing, so it just has to be the fifty votes, not the six, you right. know, like right. that thing, and then it just escalates. Yeah, to and, and it, it, nothing people, gets done now, right? Nothing gets yeah. done, and also I'm arguing this point. I mean, 
we get Tulsi on the ticket, whether she's you know pre- the presidential nominee uh, or the vice presidential nominee, she can go to those communities where there are people who are thinking about abandoning Trump, but mm-hmm. they need a little more convincing. Right. They need to sh- need see someone who boned up and showed some leadership. Mm-hmm. And Tulsi can go there and say, look, I disagree with this president. I don't believe he's fit to be president, but we need to beat him at the ballot box. Right. And, and our 2020 is going to come down to those same pockets of voters in Florida and Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania. And in my mind, Tulsi Gabbard is going to be one of the only people who can go to those places with uh, an air of credibility and speak right. to them. I saw, I don't, I, 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 I don't know who makes this up, but or, online, there was like, there's some website when I was researching or something that had like a Bernie Tulsi like thing, like a, like a logo all made. And then when I looked in the state, there was, it was just Tulsi videos. And I was like, what? <laughs> Someone's already ahead of the game. Like, no, yeah. with the, at least putting the thing out there. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's for a lot of people. It's a dream ticket. Um, obviously both are very, uh, close in ideology and right, they stand right. on issues and I think complement each other. Right. And Tulsi would well. get some of that, uh, Republican vote, I think just yeah, because I mean, she's been out there and, and absolutely. her audience usually has Republicans, yeah, Democrats I mean, and libertarians like mm-hmm. we saw, I think tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, we look back to 2012, Ron Paul got 25% of the vote here behind Mitt Romney. He came in second place right. and, and we're, we're working for those votes. Right. Exactly. We're working for those people who will come out in a democratic primary, whether they stay independent or they choose to register Democrat. And, and put aside maybe some differences they have with Tulsi, but big picture stuff, whether it's foreign policy, legalizing marijuana, auditing the Federal Reserve, civil liberties. And they'll say, yeah, I, I'm a libertarian-minded person, but I really respect and admire Tulsi Gabbard, and I'm going to vote for her. Some of the same issues there. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, well, I, wanna, I don't want to take too much of your time, yeah. so thank you very yeah, much. Cool, man. Great awesome. to talk to you. Yes, great to talk to yeah. you, too. All right, great, great. Let's get to clip number five. Great job. I, I just don't okay. understand. I'm listening. I'm listening. I don't understand it, but I'm listening. What's clip number five? Clip number five is just a joke. I figure in, in, in my uh, ever-increasing uh, uh, appetite to change my little uh, clips with you into your podcast itself. You know, I broke up Eric's uh, thing into two. Now I'm going to have a joke. So here's just a little quick joke. Okay. <laughs> this is David Bacon from the David Feldman Show again at the uh, Tulsi event in uh, uh, Hudson. Uh, Hudson. And uh, so what were you just saying, sir? How come Tulsi Gabbard signs stand on lawns all over New Hampshire? Uh, I'm not sure. Why is that, sir? Because of grassroots-based support. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Very good. Maybe I should take a sign. Okay. So, just a joke, Maybe, you know. That, no, I needed that. That makes me feel better about myself. You've been wearing my self-esteem down. What's clip number six? Is this the last? Uh... Uh, yes. So after that Tulsi event, there was a Bernie event up in Concord. So I got there. I, I missed the majority of the event. Um, Bernie doesn't do the gaggles anyway. I got a, I got in there and I, I, I heard a couple questions. So this is another, this is a Bernie event. It's in Concord and it's another one, <clears throat> excuse me, of those events that's sponsored by the, um, oh, Democrat, um, uh, open democracy action and equal citizens. And so that Lawrence Lessig guy from Harvard is the like master of ceremonies. Yeah. The Lawrence um, Lessig guy from Harvard, kind of like yes. the David Feldman podcast thing. Well, if someone is curious about it, then they can just look it up from the name that I give. It's yeah, not, but, but you refer to my show as the David Feldman podcast thing. And what's it's not you. It's you. You are interpreting my language to however you wish. The, That's the on you. Lawrence Lessig, Harvard professor guy. Right. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, you know, I don't well, think. Larry I, and call, I, and I, I get to call him Larry. <laughs> we worked very yeah, hard to so, get where, where we got. You're so fond of Harvard professors and Harvard freaking people. So I'm sure you and Larry go back for years. All right. You were, you know. Yeah. All right. You and you, you, him and Aaron Schwartz were all doing stuff together, right? Working on uh, net net neutrality. Anyway. Okay. Is Aaron Schwartz the kid who died? Yes. Yeah. Because they were. uh, Yeah, he's the guy who killed himself about letting. Because he was he was at MIT letting out all those um 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 um, all the documents uh, on the information should be free. Yeah. He. Yeah. Right. Because it's all the stuff. It's like research. It's all the research papers that are behind um, paywalls. Even though that research is often funded by the U.S. government and our schools, 
it's still behind a paywall, so it's super expensive to do. So he was downloading it all onto something, and then he was going to put that up on online for free. And they um, sued him then, into suicide, as I remember. He was, uh, they, he, there was a whole bunch of indictments against him, and then they added like nine more or something. So he was facing up to 50 years in jail and like a million dollar fine. And then I think they were trying to do some plea deal, and he just, he killed himself, I believe, yeah. in prison or maybe yeah. he would, yeah. No, I don't so think he went to prison, but okay. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, well, you brought up how you and Lessig are friends. I was thinking maybe that was the way that you uh, knew him from his. Uh, no, I, I, I'm not days. friends with Larry, but we're both oh. highly respected members of the left and a little respect from upstarts like you. Would, would be nice. Yeah, respect has to be earned by the oh, individuals. Not okay. uh, it's not you don't just get a. It's like it's like this. It's like you know everyone. So you know, it's like everyone wants to, their freaking titles. Like oh, I better call her Senator Amy mm-hmm. Klobuchar. Heaven forbid I just say Amy because I think titles are ridiculous and everyone is equal, although different. No one's better than anyone else. We all have our own different skills. You know, no one's better than any. You know, so. Anyway, you know, show me a man who says nobody's better than anybody else. And I'll show Uh you a man who isn't better than anybody else. But one day, David Bacon, you'll get a title. You'll get a degree in like a, you know, Harvard Kennedy School of Home Economics or something. And you'll want to feel better than other people that, you know, No, that's not true. Why would I want that? Because that's, that's, I don't want that. Because that's what the degree confers upon you. Yeah, but you don't have to. I I went to law school, so I, you know, but I don't, that doesn't like, I don't, you know, no, that's, it's ridiculous. All I right. don't want, you know. All right. <clears throat> so, so this is going to be burning. And this is so this is interesting. Last- Hang on for one second. Okay. You trade in ephemera, right? Yes. And yet you say a degree is just a piece of paper. And yet you've built your entire career making money off pieces of paper. That's what ephemera is, isn't it? So to dismiss it, right? Ephemera is paper, yes. Right. So for Mm -hmm. you of all people to say, oh, a, a degree is just a piece of paper. Right. What kind of ephemera dealer are you to say a piece of paper means nothing? Oh, well, you know, I tell when people used to ask me what I do, I would just say, like, I sell crap. I sell old crap. I, it's, I don't put it. Things aren't insults unless you take them that way. OK. You know. All right. But I wonder if people in the fecal transplant business say that. I literally sell crap. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Clip number six. So this is going to be Bernie, and he's going to be he's going to get a question. It's actually from someone else, but uh, Lessig asks the question, and it's going to be about uh, court packing and Bernie's answer to uh, why he doesn't think court packing or you know adding people to the Supreme Court is a good idea. And then he gives an idea that I hadn't heard before. I don't know if it's out of his thing about what he thinks is maybe a viable way to. Uh, to do something about the Supreme Court. Now, they call it court packing when you put more than nine judges on the bench, right? I don't know if it's if you put more than nine, but I think it's if you increase the number, because right. nine is not set anywhere. Now, what would but, you call a fecal transplant? Um, something with packing in there, I would imagine. Yes, but I can't. Yeah. I can't. You can't come up with I can't, a, can't, I can't, can't, a joke. Yeah, I can't figure Because you're sick. I mean, you're you're yeah. you're under the weather, so you're not as quick as you normally would. Yeah, and I'm not a comedy writer, so there's no way I'll be able to get okay. it. Okay, clip number six. Lawrence Lessig, Larry as I call him, with yep. Bernard Sanders. Yes. So, she, so her question is this. You have said you disagree with expanding the Supreme Court. Can you explain... Your plan to rebalance the court? I mean, if we expanded it, maybe Zephyr could be your first appointee. Not a bad idea. Here is the problem. And the idea of expanding the Supreme Court, not a new idea. FDR tried it in, what year, the mid-30s? 30s. 30s. So you got right now 
And it is, it is said, and these guys, again, at some point I'd love to hear what they have, because I'm doing all the talking, they know more than I do. <laughs> it worked when he tried to expand the Supreme Court. That's one of the great myths. That while the, oh, really? Yeah, well, they, they couldn't get uh, the House of Representatives and the Senate to agree to expand the court. But the court was so threatened by it being expanded, they started, uh, they started to green light all his New Deal legislation. But back to mm. Bernie. Let's go back to Bernie. Right. But, you know, the history of the Supreme Court is, is very interesting. Roosevelt tried to expand the Supreme Court in 1938 because he kept trying to do what the American people wanted it to do, trying to get the country out of the Depression. So many people unemployed, underemployed, massive poverty, and he tried to do the right thing. You know, the business community, the big money interest, went to the Supreme Court, and many of the things that he was trying to do were ruled unconstitutional. Um, so he tried to, what we call, pack the court, just add more people who would be sympathetic to his point of view. Theoretically, what the Supreme Court is supposed to be about, and what Justice Chief Justice Roberts would tell you if you were here, is he said, and again, you guys correct me if I'm wrong here, but what he says is, we are not Democrats, we are not Republicans, we just look at the Constitution and do our best to render decisions. Is that his party line? So balls and strikes. He calls balls and strikes. Right, that's right. And they're all impartial and so forth and so on. I don't know if that was ever the case. Uh, but that most certainly really is not the case right now. You have a very partisan uh, Supreme Court. It is now five to four, uh, Republican majority. Uh, and Trump, uh, as an example, is certainly not the only one, looked to the Federalist Society for his list of potential nominees. The Federalist Society is a well-funded, a right-wing, a Republican organization. Uh, who has submitted names not only for the Supreme Court, but for lower courts as well. People who are almost always anti a woman's right to control her own body, anti-worker, anti-environment. Am I correct in saying that? All right, that's who they are. Um, but the idea of packing the court like Roosevelt tried to do in 1938 is not something I support. Because if I'm elected president, you got five, four Republicans, so to speak, and I give you two more progressives, makes it six, five, you know, 10 years later or whatever, the guy who comes, or the woman who comes after me, they're gonna pack it. <laughs> they're gonna pack it again. So we'll end up with 800 people on the Supreme Court, and every election there'll be, you know, I don't think that's the way to go. This is a tough issue. No one has the magical answer. I think, and again, I'm talking to people who know more about this stuff than I do, but I think there is an argument to be made by some uh, constitutional uh, specialists, some people who know the Constitution, is that we guarantee lifetime appointments to a federal judge. But that doesn't mean that judge has got to stay on the Supreme Court. So you can have a situation where you rotate judges. You don't take them off the court system, but you can rotate them out of the Supreme Court into an appeals court or another court. And that seems to be something we would like to look at. Fantastic. You got to yeah. see Bernie up close. What's the well, energy? Yeah, I've seen him a, yeah, what's the I've energy seen him a few like? times. What's the energy like? When- well, I, again, I didn't, I didn't see the whole thing. I, this was more of a, cause this was a different, this was this like, you know, democracy in action. It was kind of a, it was an interesting room. It was kind of like a, uh, like he was in the middle more. And so it was, a, it was like a tight, like it was standing room only. It was packed. Um, but it wasn't the same thing as like a rally where he's out, you know, there were other people, you know, Lessig and there, there was a lady there too, um, who I didn't get her name because I wasn't uh, there at the beginning. Um, so it was just a different thing. Like he, his rally in, um, Nashua, the last one I was at was just ruckus. It was so, when, when Ilion uh, Omar was there, it was amazing. That was probably the best one I've seen him at. Everyone is cheering and going crazy and stuff. This was a little less, this was a little bit more subdued, but certainly like I almost even, I thought of putting in a little thing of the applause because at the very end when he was all done, the applause was like a good, like 30 seconds of just clapping and, you know, good sound, but I didn't think we needed to necessarily yeah. hear that okay um fantastic yeah. david bacon citizen bacon we will talk to you on friday even though you're taking a vacation i will get you somehow right 
Well, th- that's the hope. I mean, if if my phone works in Canada and stuff, I I don't even know if that's. I just thought of that this second. Uh, Believe me, it, <laughs> Believe me, it'll work better in Canada. You'll have a clear. Well, <laughs> well, God, who knows with my crappy phone? Yeah, so we have we'll have a whole bunch of Amy uh, Klobuchar stuff because I saw her on the 29th. Did she remember um, you? She told. So it's a little. So now I have my. So I wore my press pass the last time I went to an event and. Ben, who is the like New Hampshire guy, knows me and stuff, and and all was good. So I saw her twice, and I have my my press pass out and all the stuff. And there's a there's a lady who must be the in charge of the press. She apparently didn't know I was part of the press. Now I talked with her really good. Um, Amy did a gaggle at the second one. You'll hear that. I talked with Amy a little bit, and um, but she blows off my questions now that I'm not. And it was very interesting because this, the gaggle with her was the most, like, I gained some respect for Amy over this thing and I lost some respect for Amy with this last one. I really gained respect because it was like, she, her press person is really good and I don't know her name offhand. I can't recall it, but she like called out all the people like, this is so and so from CNN. This is so and so from CBS. This is so and so from ABC. And Amy is like, cause Amy is so. So did you say this so is David Bacon politics. from the David Feldman podcast thing? Of course. Oh, no, I didn't say thing. So when she gets to me, she goes, oh, here is our friend. I can't remember your name. And I say my name, whatever. Oh, wow. Like, I can't oh, wait yeah. to hear that. I can't wait yeah. to hear that. And then, but then she, blo- when I, I start to, because most of the gaggles, when, when it's, because there was three, okay. four, we, we five, have, six, We'll save yeah. this for Friday, but here's what okay. you have to do. When you, oh, okay. you know, eventually you're going to start getting up close and personal with Biden, Bernie, Trump. I see this happening. Okay. What you have Perhaps. to do is you have to say, I'm David Bacon with the David Feldman podcast thing. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so now you, you, you criticize me for that comment and now no, you funny. like want me to use it. I now think you it's want just me funny. to use it. I'm David, I'm David Bacon with the David Feldman podcast thing. By the way, we're giving out our end of the year bonuses. <laughs> Here at the David Feldman Show, you have now been appointed assistant news director of the, uh, the David Feldman Show. And right. if you work really hard, you will get a different title that I don't care about. Senior awesome. assistant news director. Awesome. Got to go. Great work. Talk okay. to you on Friday. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Buddy. Happy New Year. You too. Yep. Bye bye.